Good evening. Hope all of you are well. Tonight we're learning Maseches Rosh Hashanah, mm-hmm. Daf Hey, and as well Daf Vav Amar Aleph Mir Hashem. We'll be stopping about six lines or so, five lines before the bottom of the page. Yesterday we were in the midst of discussions in regards to how we know that Shavuos, which is a very short holiday, has Tashlumin for its korbanos. Um, we had almost finished the sugya, but we actually had a couple of boxes that had not been checked off. And the Gemara poses those questions three lines down on Dafheim at Aleph. The Tanakama, Virub Shimon, Tashlumin Latzeris Minalahu. The previous uh, Tanayim had all answered this question, but the Tanakama and Rib Shimon did not. Where do they learn that Atzeres, that Shavuos has seven days? For, uh, for bringing Tashlumin. You weren't able to bring the Korban on day one. Uh, the base on Mikdash was packed. You couldn't make it. The line was very long. Uh, today I was in Jewel. The, bank for the, T- the line for the TCF bank was 30 people long. You know, they're going to wait there a long time. So how, what did they do in the base on Mikdash? So they had a week by Shavuos, but where did the Tanaim learn that from? So it says the Gemara four lines down on Hamad Aleph, They learned this from a Brisa that was taught by Rabba Barshmuel. The Tani Rabba Barshmuel, Rabba Barshmuel taught a Brisa. Umra Torah, the Torah taught us a principle. Mina Yamim You count days and then you can sanctify the month. Mina Yamim, you also can count days, Vikidesh Atzeres, and you count days and you can also sanctify Atzeres, um, which is Shavuos. Just like a, the units of counting by a chodesh are what bring to chodesh, namely that there are days in the month. And after X number of days, we know the average is 29 point something for the perfect lunar month, but that's not how the world works in regards to Rosh Chodesh. I mean, it, it evens out that way approximately, but we have some uh, months are chaser and some are, are malay. We have to, sometimes Rosh Chodesh is a two days, sometimes it's one, but we always count the number of days. And so too by Atzeres. Af Atzeres, how do we count from Pesach to Shavuos? By counting weeks. Sheva Shavuos to Mimos Tihiena. So we count by weeks. And therefore, the Gemara assumes that because we count by weeks to get to Atzeres, Therefore, we can assume that we have seven days of Tashlumen. And that's how they answer the question. The Gemara says, that's very nice and well, but But in addition to the fact that the Torah counts from Pesach to Shavuos in the form of weeks, it also counts in the form of days, which is Tisperu Hamishim Yom. We are familiar with this from the world of Sfirah Saomer, that when we count, once we pass six days, we always count seven days, which is one week in the Omer, eight days, which is uh, one week and one day in the Omer. We always count with both features. So the Gemara is throwing out a flag. You're going to tell me that uh, we, we can count by weeks. You also have to count by days. So it says the Gemara, Rava, atu meninan, to get to Atzeres, it's not just days, it's also weeks. Um, Mar says, we've learned from our master, from one of the one of our Tanoim and or Amoraim, mitzvah le mimne yome, u mitzvah le mimne shivue. This is because of a major discussion in the Gemara. We're halfway down, a little bit more than halfway down on Hey Amid Beis, about nine lines from the bottom. And the Hey Amid Aleph, excuse me, thank you very much. Um, and we are. Uh, we're trying to answer this question about how they could possibly say that maybe they only get one day for Tashlumen because of the Psukim of Tisperu Chamishim Yom. So it says the Gemara, Mar teaches us, Mitzvah Lemimne Yom, Mitzvah Lemimne Shvue. There's a big discussion in the Rishonim, a big discussion in the Gemara when it comes to the Mitzvah of Sfir Saomer. Um, is the mitzvah to count every day or is the mitzvah to count weeks? And because of that, we, we have a compromise. 
And the compromise is that we can always continue counting, just not always with a bracha. So let's, uh, if it was really a mitzvah every day, an isolated mitzvah every day, so then, okay, I missed day four, but why can't I count day five? Day five is its own mitzvah. Or maybe we say, no, that if you, if you lose the count in any way, because we're counting in the form of weeks and you miss one of the days, you're done. So we allow for the counting of Svir Omer, but without a bracha, once a person forgets. The postgame do write that when it comes to a person being a shul rav, let's say that a shul rav forgot one of the nights of Svir Omer. Oh, so there's a fascinating kula in the postgame that a shul rav, even if he forgot one of the nights of Sfiras Omer, he can still count with a bracha. Unbelievable. I bracha levatala. You're not allowed to make a bracha whenever you want. I'm at brisses all the time. The whole room makes the bracha. Everybody makes hamotzi. Nobody eats the bread. Nobody washed. So I bishita don't say amen. I a total flat line. I don't give any credence to it. It's halachically a bracha levatala. Maybe the Shechianu for the father wouldn't be a bracha levatala because at least there's a minaganer tisrael to do that. We don't do it in America. But for the whole Gantz room to make the Shechianu, for sure that's not allowed. For sure. The most recent one of that was on guitar. The whole room, uh, someone was playing guitar. It was beautiful. It's beautiful. It was usher, but it was beautiful. So it says the Gemara, the postgame are lenient when it comes to the shul, not the Gemara. It says the, say the postgame that we have leniencies by a shul rav who forgets because we're going to be mitzarev. Okay, first of all, bracha levat talos nisr derabbanon. And second of all, maybe really spheros omer is an everyday mitzvah. And because of the covet of the rub, we put those three things together as ingredients and then we're, we allow him to be, uh, to be, to be mekil. But of course, for the regulars of us who are not shul rabbis, so we, uh, once you lose the count, once you miss one night, you can still count and you should count, but it is without a bracha. So therefore, says the Gemara, of course it should work that, that we view this as a seven-day entity. So therefore, we have our source for the seven days of Tashlumen, the Odin. Furthermore, Chag Shavuos Ksiv. What do we call the holiday? Weeks. We call it weeks. And therefore, we can assume that just like we call Shavuos weeks, and there are weeks in which we count up to Shavuos, therefore, says the Gemara, it's reasonable to assume. It's reasonable to assume that we have seven days of Tashlumen as well. Now the Gemara uh, turns back to the Brisa that we started with. The brysa that we're going to spend the balance of the day, almost the whole day on, is a brysa that's found on the bottom of Dalad Amad Aleph. This is a brysa that we learned yesterday. And if you flip back to the bottom of Dalad Amad Aleph, we said Tanu Rabbanon, and then it listed a whole long laundry list of, of commitments that a person said to the Beis HaMikdash. At the top of the page, it said, once you violate, once you don't give your gift within Shalash Regalim, so then you violated the Isra of Baal Ta'acher. So over here, seven lines down from, uh, from Hayam and Aleph, the Gemara says, Pesach bar Mikrav Birigalim, who I don't understand why Pesach's on this list at all. Pesach doesn't, uh, you don't violate the Isra of Pesach after three Regalim. Pesach says the Gemara, Zimna Kviale. We have a very fixed time in which you bring the Korban Pesach. So how could Pesach be in this list? This list is for Nadarim and Nadavos, it's for Achatas, and it's for Ashlamim. But for a Korban Pesach, that can only be brought on a specific day. And if it's not that day, then it's Pesach Sheni. But all of a sudden, you're saying you have three Regalim. How can that be? So the Gemara gives uh, the following, just to draw out the question a little more. The Gemara says, akrave, akrave. If you brought the Korban, congratulations, you brought it. And the Elo Akrave, and if you didn't bring it, then it gets pushed off to Pesach Sheni, but then you're done. 
three, three uh, regalim? No way. So the Gemara gives two answers, four lines from the bottom. The Gemara says, Amar of Chizda, Pesach, the only reason why Pesach was listed there was Kedai Nisbah, was to connect it to the other things in the list because Pesach was often listed uh, in that list with Bechor, Umayser, Pesach. However, it is absolutely correct that the uh, requirement to bring the Korban Pesach is not like the others and does not get the benefit of three regalim before one violates the Isra Baal Ta'acher of not bringing their Korban in time. But Rav Sheshis doesn't agree with that answer. Rav Sheshis says there is a real sampling from the world of Pesach that does violate the Isra Baal Ta'acher. Says the Gemara, Rav Sheshis Amar my Pesach, which Korban, which Korban of Pesach are we talking about? Not the Korban Pesach, but rather the Shalmei Pesach, the Korban Shlamim of that Pesach. So says the Gemara, very clever, but Ihachi Hainu Shlamim. If you look back in the at the Bryce on the bottom of Dalaram and Aleph, yes, it says Pesach, but it also says Shlamim. So if you want to say that the reference of Pesach is talking about the Shlamim on Pesach, so then it's duplicative. We already have that because the Bryce says Shlamim. So why would it say Shlamim and Pesach if Pesach means the Shlamim of Pesach? So says the Gemara, that's not a good question. Two lines from the bottom. Tana Shlamim um, Machmas Pesach. We have one, the reference of Pesach is talking about the Korban Shlamim that's brought because of the holiday of Pesach. And separately, the Tana Shlamim Habayin Machmas Atman. We have both cases and we need both cases. Why does the Bryson need to say that we have the Isser, that we have the Isser of Balta Acher? both by the case of the Shlamim of Pesach and by Shlamim in general. So it says the Gemara, I might have thought that that because the Korban Pesach, because the uh, Shlamim on Pesach is because of Pesach, so maybe therefore it's on the top of Hayamud Bey's Kip Pesach Damo. We treat it like the Korban Pesach in regards to its time frame of obligation in which it is brought. Kamash Malan, that that's not the case, that the Korban Pesach has no influence over the Korban Shlamim as it relates to the prohibition of Baal Te'acher. Says the Gemara, Minohani Mili, going back to this Brisa on the bottom of Dalad Amad Aleph, how do we know all of the things in that list? Again, on the bottom of Dalad Amad Aleph, on the last two lines, this is the Brisa we're focusing on, it said all of the different uh, types of commitments that a person can make. How do we, where does that list come from? So says the Gemara, because we have a brisa. The Pasuk says, and I'll read the Pasuk in full, and then we'll go back and analyze it. Analyze it. The Pasuk says, it's a Pasuk in Dvarim Perakav Kimmel, Ki Sidor Neder Lahashem. When a person makes a neder to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, Lashem Elokecha, Lo Se'acher Lishalmo. Do not be late in bringing it. Ki Daroshi Drishenu Hashem Elokecha, because Hashem will seek you out for it, May Imach, from you. And you will have a sin. And this brisa parses out the pasuk and gives a drasha to every piece. Kisidor neder, the beginning of the pasuk. What does that mean? Ainly ela neder. All I see there is neder. What about a nedava? Nedava minayin. We'll learn later today. And We'll learn the difference between a neder and a nedava. But here we don't yet need to know that explanation. What is? Uh, how do we know that a nedava is included in the iser of Baal Te'acher, included in the scope of this pasuk? So it says the Gemara because we have two pasukim. One pasuk, our pasuk, only says neder, and it says separately in another pasuk, neder and nedava together. And the Gemara therefore makes an assumption. Four lines down on Hamid base, malahala nedava imo, just like in the second pasuk that's quoted, a nedava is included alongside neder. So too by our pasuk of kisidor neder, afkan nedava imo, we also assume that the nedava is included. So therefore, now what we've seen so far from the Pasuk, 
is that neder and nedava are included. Five lines down on Hamad Bayes, the Gemara continues its drasha in the Brisa. La Shem Elokecha, what do those words mean? La Shem Elokecha goes to Hashem not to Kohanim. This is a reference to, says the Gemara, Elo Hadamin, these are the, the finances, Ha'arachin, an equivalent amount that you committed to Ha'aramin, those all different kinds of fiscal commitments or property commitments to the Beis HaMikdash, that's how we know that those are included in the prohibition of Baal Ta'acher, of not bringing your commitments late. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, Lo Sa'acher L'Shalmo? The actual words themselves that teach us that there's a prohibition of bringing your commitments to the Beis HaMikdash late. Says the Gemara, Hu V'lochilufav, this is a little difficult, Hu V'lochilufav, that only that which you committed is problematic. The lochilufav, if you lost that item and had to get a chiluf, had to get a switch out for it, the isra baltaqir doesn't apply to that. So let's say that this was mine. It's not mine. It belongs to the base medrash. And let's say I'm dedicating the financial equivalent of this Gemara, of this uh, Shulchan Aruch to the base of Mikdash, $25. I owe the base of Mikdash $25. But then I lose this. Well, that's actually this, and then I lose this. So then the equivalent, I have to go find another book. So the Gemara says that it, the swap outs don't count within the Isser of, um, of the actual item itself. We're going to have to analyze that because we don't know exactly what case that's talking about, and we'll soon see what that means. Let's continue in the Drusha, seven lines down or so on Hamad Beis. Kidaroshi Drushenu, HaKadosh Baruch will seek them out from you. And what's the Drusha in these words? Says the Gemara, these are korbanos that we that one obligated himself in um, by hook or by crook. Some of them were because you made mistakes. If you're obligated in a chatas, you're obligated in a chatas. It's not because you said a Baruch I hereby offer you a chatas. It's because you did an isr do rice of a shogig, and therefore you're obligated to bring a korban chatas. But some of the others, the ashamos as well, but an ola, an ola and a shlamim, those can be voluntary. And so that's the drasha there. What about Hashem Elokecha? Elut Some of the Rishonim take out the word uvechor. And here, what the Gemara is saying is that when it comes to, to tzedakah and Miser, that when a person makes a financial commitment, you can also violate the Isser of Baal Ta'acher. One should make sure that they pay their pledges as a past president of this fine organization. I'll let you know if you're late. Then the Pasuk says one more word, that was also included in the Bryce in the bottom of Dalad Amad Aleph. And lastly, says the Gemara, you are the one who has the sin upon you, but it is not a flaw in the Korban. It's not a psul in the Korban. The Korban's fine. You're the problem. If you don't bring the korban that you commit, if you don't bring the, the dedication that you made, that is, that is where the problem lies. Now let's analyze. We're about a quarter, a fifth of the way down, 12 lines down or so, Omar Mar. Omar Mar, lo se'acher l'shalmo. We said that the drasha of lo se'acher l'shalmo, that one is not allowed to bring their korbanos late, the drasha that we made was hu v'lochilufav, that the problem is with exactly what you intended to give. But let's say I had an animal that I wanted to give and the animal got lost or died and I got a new animal. No bal ta'acher on that animal. Says the Gemara, chilufe mai. How exactly does this chiluf work? I chilufe ola u'shlamim, or it can't be the example that I just gave, why can't it be the Olo Shlamin? Because Nikrav Karve, those must be brought. And of course, there's going to be an Isra of Balta Acher. Why wouldn't there be an Isra of Balta Acher? It's a Korban that you're Chayvin. There has to be an upper limit. You can bring it your whole life. 
impossible. That can't be what it means. So therefore, says that doesn't work. If it's going to be the uh, the switch out of a korban chatas, you have an animal, and you it was a chatas, you did an avera, you take an animal, you dedicate it as a chatas, and then uh, you lost it and you swapped out. So there, lemisa uh, I don't need a pasuk to tell me that there's no baal ta'acher. I don't have to bring the korban at all by a chatas. Only the initial animal that I part that I separated. So therefore, we need to find another answer. What did the Brisa mean in its analysis of the Pasuk when it said that that which is a switch out for the initial animal is, is, is going to be exempt from Baal Te'acher? Says the Gemara, maybe it's Chilufei Toda. So we know that the Korban Toda was an animal that was sacrificed, and along with it came 40 loaves of bread. However, when an animal, when the Korban Toda is brought, we only bring the 40 loaves if it's actually the Korban Toda, the original animal. But if it's a chiluf, we don't bring the 40 loaves. So says the Gemara, the Tani Ribchia, Ribchia, very early Amora, Talmud of Rebbe, he brought a brysa. What does the brysa say? Toda shenis arva bitmurasa. If you have a Korban Toda and it got mixed up with its replacement animal, and one of the animals died, but they're identical twins. We don't know which animals, which no identifying factors. Nothing to do. Okay. What should the person do? They're totally stuck. Says the Gemara, should we just bring the animal not knowing what kind it is? Should we just bring the animal under the assumption that maybe it's the original? And if it is, in fact, the original, we should bring the 40 loaves of bread. That can't be, because Dilma, perhaps 50-50, Dilma, really, it's Tmurahi. Maybe it's actually the, the replacement animal. And if it's the replacement animal, then you're not allowed to bring it with the 40 loaves of bread. But if we take this animal and gamble in the other direction, and we don't bring any of the loaves of bread, well, that's a failure on the other 50% possibility, Dilma Todahi, and then you brought the Toda wrong. So says the Gemara, we have no clue what we're doing here. And if the conclusion is therefore that we should do nothing, if that's the case, then it can't be what our Brisa was talking about. If you're saying that Ein Matakana, then de Las if the halacha is that when you mix up a korban toda and it's pura, and it's switched out animal, so then if you can't do anything, then I don't need a pasuk to teach me that there's no isra about ta'acher. You can't have the isra about ta'acher when you're not bringing a korban. So here, if our concern about the korban toda is that you're not able to bring the korban, I don't need a pasuk of bal ta'acher for that. Of course, there's no bal ta'acher. You're not allowed to bring the korban. So we have to find another possibility. What then was the drasha of vilochi lufav? So it says the Gemara, just about halfway down, almost exactly halfway down on Hamid Bey's Amar of Sheishes, le'olam, really, we're going to go back to one of our previous answers. Le'olam, le'me'ute chilufe ole ushlamim. Really, it's to teach us a case, to exclude a case from the Isra of bal ta'acher where one committed to bring an Ola or a Shlamim, what was the case? Kigon, the case is like this. Where is it that an Ola Ushlamim, the replacement of an Ola Ushlamim would be exempt from Baal Ta'acher, says the Gemara, a, a very interesting case. Kigon, the case would be like this. Two out of the three Regalim took place, Pesach and Shavuos. And then the Humam, and then the animal got a Mum. And that original animal was then, its kedusha was switched over, was switched over to a new animal. And then the third of the regalim transpired. Okay. 
So the first animal lived through or was holy for the first two of the regalim. And then the third and the second animal lived through the third regal. I might have thought that that since the second animal only came about because of the first animal. It was a replacement of that Ola or Shlamim. Therefore, Kemanda Avril of Gimel Regalim Dami, I might have thought that we combine the Regalim that the first animal lived through, number two of them, and the one Regal that the second animal through Kamash Malan, that's the Drasha, that we exclude this animal of an Ola or a Shlamim that lived through two of the Regalim and then Chiladu, then we switch to another one, and that third uh, Regal was with the new animal, Kamash Malan, that there is no Isra Balta Acher on that animal. In other words, we restart the count. On the new animal. That is what the Bryce meant. Says the Gemara, very, very clever. However, that doesn't work according to all of the Tanaim that we learned about yesterday. Because yesterday we learned the Shita of Rav Meir. Ooh, the Rav Meir, the Omar Kevan Shavar Alav Regal Echad over Bevalta Acher. According to the Shita of Rebbe, who says that you violate the Isra of Balta Acher, even if the Korban that you committed to only went through one of the holidays. Just one of the Shalash Regalim. So how then could we get to a point where you're going to violate Balta Acher? What you, of course you're going to violate Balta Acher. You went through the whole holiday. So says the Gemara, and Omar Rava, two-thirds of the way down, Rava says, what is the case? Well, we'll modify our understanding of the case. Kigon, the case where Rav Meir would say that the Brisa is teaching us that Baal Ta'acher doesn't apply, that's a case, Shehuman Besoch regel. No, this animal didn't live through two different uh, holidays. We're in the middle of Pesach. We're in the middle of Shavuos, whichever holiday you're in. And then the animal gets a moon. And in the midst of the holiday, um, and then we had to switch over the Kedusha of this animal that had a moon to a new animal. Then, oh, this is where Mayor says that we learn a case where there's no Baal Ta'acher. I might have thought that that since the second animal, it only came about because of the first animal, so therefore, that even though we switched the animal in the midst of the holiday because it became a Balmum, I might have thought that the whole holiday is going to be considered one holiday as it relates to both animals, and therefore, uh, therefore we violate the Isra Baal Ta'acher. Kamash Malon comes along our Brisa to teach us that Baal Ta'acher doesn't apply when the Ola or Shlomim is changed. And we've been able to answer this both according to the Tanaim who hold that Baal Ta'acher spans three Regalim, and even according to Rav Meir who holds that Baal Ta'acher applies even if only one Regal passes. Good. We're about 10, 12 lines from the bottom. And uh, what did we say? That was the end of the Pasuk that we were discussing earlier, the Pasuk of Echisidur Neder. So it says, says the Gemara, I don't need that Russia. I've already learned this somewhere else. Says the Gemara, that I learned I learned that already in the Brisa. So we, of course, know that we don't learn the same thing twice. That's a total waste of real estate. There is no wasting of real estate because every word in the Torah was unique and meant for a, a certain learning, a certain limud. If that's the case, you're trying to tell me that the sin only applies to the sinner, but not to the animal itself. That's great. 
But then why does Acherim speak about it in the Brisa? Says the Brisa, the Tanya Acherim Omrim, Yachal Yehei Bechor, Sha'av Rashnaso, Kipsuli Hamukdashin Vipasel. We know that a Bechor has to be brought within its first year. But let's say that it's, and now it's been more than a year. Maybe Havamina, that we would have thought that this Bechor, which expired, it, it missed its opportunity to be shechted. Maybe we should treat it Kipsule Mukdashin, like animals that are Pasel, pasel and then it cannot be brought as a Korban. Talmud Lomar, that that's not correct. That a Bechor can be brought, Talmud Lomar, Ve'achalta Lifnei Hashem Elokecha, Maeser Degoncha, Tiroshcha Ve'itzarecha, Ubechoros Bechorecha, Ve'itzonecha. Ve'achalta Lifnei Hashem Elokecha, you should eat this before your God, your tithings, your grain, your wine, and your oil, your older animals, which are from the cattle and which are from the smaller animals. And what the Gemara learns from this is makish bechor lemaiser, because a bechor and maiser are in the same pasuk. So therefore the Gemara says, we need to learn one from another. What do we learn from bechor to maiser? Or I should say more importantly, from maiser to bechor. Just like if a person has to give maiser from one year to the next and they forget it rolls over to the next year, you're still obligated to give that maiser. So too, so to a bechor, that's so what do we see? We see that the Bechor can still be brought after this man. What does that mean? That the animal isn't the problem. The Avera is on the owner, not on the animal. That was the drush of the Bryce at the top of the page. So the Gemara says, you wanted to tell me, um, and the Pasuk reads, to teach me that it's only on the sinner and not on the animal. I already learned that from Acherim. I learned that from a Bechor. Because we see the Bechor is brought after one year, even though this man has passed. Same by Balta Acher. So says the Gemara, Itzrich. We need both Marimakomos. We need our drasha that we saw at the top of the page from the Pasuk of Kisidor Neder. And we need the Marimakom of Acherim about Bechor. Why? Because Itzrich Salka Daitachamina. I might have thought, Hani Mili Bechor Delab Bar Hartzahu. I might have thought that the only time we allow for an animal, which is a Bechor, which passed its deadline to be brought, is because it's a, it's a, it's Lab Bar Hartzahu. It's not meant to create ritsui. It's not meant to create kapara. Most korbanos are meant to create kapara. The bechor is not meant to create kapara. Aval I might have said that that's not the case. Kamash malan, kamash malan. That that we therefore need both cases because I easily could have misunderstood. I could have said if acherim was the only source I had, I could have said it's only a din by bechor. But had it been anything else, we talk, I would have said that it would have been puzzle at the at the expiration time. So says the Gemara, good answer. But there's still a problem. Ve'akati, and still as we turn to the top of Avamad Aleph, midiben azai nafka. This idea that you were trying to teach me that the problem is the sinner and not the animal. We already learned this in still a third source. What's the third source? Ben Azai. The Tanya, the Brisa writes in regards to a Pasuk that speaks about Pigul, and there's an extra word in the Pasuk. The Tanya, the Brisa writes, Ben Azai Omer Oso. What is this extra word, Oso? Matamud Lomar. What does that word teach us? Lefisha Ne'emar, because the Pasuk reads in a different Pasuk, Lo Se'acher, Lashalmo, that one should not be late in bringing their Korban. Shomea Ani. That one is not allowed to be late. If a person is ma'acher, I might have thought that that's a problem. Talmud Lomar also, 
Oso below yurtze, ve'ein me'acher nidro below yurtze. There are certain things which are not allowed to be brought late, but balfacher can be brought late. <coughs> seemingly was the same exact drasha. Our Bryce on the top of Hamid Bay's tried to teach us. So how do we answer that question? The Gemara, the Gemara uh, agreed to this argument and says, you're right. Our drasha of Hayyabichachet was wrong. And therefore, and very uniquely, the Gemara says, Ella Bichachet. What does the Pasuk mean? What's the proper way to darshan this Pasuk? It's Ela Bechachet. When we say that the sin lies with you, the Lobe Ishtachachet, but it doesn't apply to your wife. What is this talking about? What does she have anything to do with this? You made a, an obligation. What does it have to do with your wife? It says the Gemara, Sal Kadai Tachamina. I might have made a comparison from a different area. <laughs> Back to the case of Baal Ta'acher. I might have thought that one of these Amorim said, The only time that a person's wife would pass away is if he owes money and he doesn't pay. This is based on a Pasuk. This Pasuk is found in Sefer Mishlei. The Pasuk reads, If you have nothing to pay, why would one's Mishkav, a reference to one's wife, just uh, an, uh, an analogy, uh, it's like a metaphor, why would it be that your wife would be taken away, implying that if in fact you do owe money and don't pay, then there is such a risk. So says the Gemara, um, I might have said that just like when one owes money um, and he doesn't pay that money that there's an onesh, I might have made the same exact comparison here by Baal Ta'acher. Baal Ta'acher is something that I committed to pay. And if I don't pay my bill, maybe the onesh is on the Revitzen. So says the Gemara, Kamash Malan, that that's not true. The Isra of Baal Ta'acher is isolated on the one person, on the man who made a commitment and did not pay. It is not similar to cases of owing money to people and not paying the bill. Tanu Rabbanan, we have a brisa that speaks about a Pasuk. I'm going to read the whole Pasuk and then we'll come back to the drasha. This Pasuk is from Sefer Dvarim. Motza Sifa Secha Tishmor. That which comes out of your mouth, you should protect. You should do as you have promised to Hashem your God, like the voluntary offerings. That's what the whole Pasuk reads. And now we're going to darshan the Pasuk. We're about 10 lines down or so on Vava Madalif, and we're going to be going until about six lines from the bottom of the page. Tanu Rabban and the Brisa reads as follows. When the Pasuk says, it says that when you let things leave your mouth, namely when you make a verbal commitment to something, so the Gemara then says, what's the drasha? This teaches us that when one makes a verbal commitment, they have a positive injunction upon themselves to fulfill that commandment, that which you took upon yourself. Tishmor, right? We have this by Shabbos, Zachor and Shamor. One is uh, positive, one is negative. Here, tishmor, zu mitzvahs, lo sasein. So you got two things going on at the same time, simultaneously. If one neglects to bring the korban that they committed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you have done two things wrong. You violated a mitzvah sasein, what we would refer to as a bittel asay, and you have as well violated an isur deoraisa. Let's keep learning, ve'asisa. What does it mean, ve'asisa? Azhar lebezdin she'ya'asucha. Uh, that Bezdin can, can push you to do this mitzvah. If Bezdin has notes, Karish, you had an obligation, you said you're bringing an Ola, so then Bezdin is allowed to obligate you in that. 
They can force you. That part of the Pasuk, this refers to a neder. We're going to learn soon the difference between a neder and a nodava. What does La Hashem Elokecha mean? Hashem Elokecha, this is Elochatos Vashamos Olusushlam. And this teaches us that those are things that one has to be careful about because if you say those things, you'll be obligated to bring them. Nedava Kimashmo, when the Pasuk says Nedava, it speaks about a Nedava. And Asher Dibarta, two more drushas. Asher Dibarta, the Pasuk says, Asher Dibarta, Elu Koche Bedek This is a person who agreed to fund the physical structure of the building. And Beficha, what does it mean? Beficha Zutstaka, end of the Brisa. So Amar Mar, I don't understand something in the Brisa. You said, I'm just going to frame this out a little bit. The Gemara is going to highlight the fact that we have three quick questions, one after the other, of unnecessary drushos. And here is question number one. Omar Mar, you said in the say. you said that the Pasuk says, and we learned that when one makes a verbal commitment to bring a korban, that they have a mitzvah saseh to do so. Why do I need that? We're on the last short line of the Gemara, almost halfway down on the on the page of Avamad Aleph. Me uvasa shama vehevesem shama nafka. We learned this yesterday. We saw this in the Brisa that from the words vehevesem shama, we learned that there's a mitzvah saseh already. I don't need your pasuk of of uh, uh, of um, um, That's question one. And question two, tishmor isu mitzvah losaseh. You said that this Brisa that you just presented taught me that there's a losaseh lamali. Why do I need that? I already know there's an Esther Dorei. So we said this yesterday, two and five times today. And thirdly, the first long line, I don't need that Pasuk either. So what, what are the Pesukim that I don't need? That it's a Mitzvah Saseh, that there's a Lo Saseh, and that I can force your hand. I don't need that Pasuk about forcing, because that is me Yakrivo So Nafka. Titania, the Brysa writes, Yakrivo So, Melamed Shekofeno So. Uh, but we're allowed to force a person. If they make a verbal commitment to bring a korban to the Beis HaMikdash, we can force them to bring that korban. How do we do that? Yachal bal korcho. Are you allowed to force someone to bring a korban? So says the Gemara, Talmud Lomar, no. It has to be Lerzono. They have to be willing participants. Well, which one is it? Are you forcing them or are they willing? So says the Gemara, HaKetzad, Kofenoso, Ad Sheyomar, Rotze Ani. We force someone, we push them to do it until they say, I am willing. This, of course, is referenced in all of the scandals uh, that relate with Gittin. Uh, the well-known stories of people who physically harm other people in order to induce them to give a get to their aguna-trapped wives. And the discussion here in the postgame, this is quoted in Shulchan Aruch and Nahalachos of Gittin, is that if one forces a man to give a get to a woman, with, with coercion. So that could be called a get me'usa. A get me'usa is a get that's given under duress and it is not valid. And if a get me'usa is not valid and she remarries and has a child, the child's a mamzer because she's still married. So these are huge nafkaminas. How do we motivate people on their own? What is considered lirtsono as it relates to getting? Very complicated shilas. There are organizations that deal with this, ORA, et cetera, that deal with Agunos. I've personally been involved in helping couples get divorced that needed to be getting really, really, really complicated, way out of my league. Hi, oh yes, I hear your problem. I'm the wrong guy. Let me get you the right guy. And I called the right person in town. We sat down. He knew the whole system. 
lawyers and picketing outside the guy's business until on his own, he's like, I can't handle this anymore. I'm willing. And that is one way that, uh, that people get out of it. But it's based on this type of logic where we're trying to force someone, but at the same time, it has to be Lirzono. So that's how the Gemara says that we do this. So this is, a, this is the question the Gemara is asking, is that you taught me in our Brisa that we have a mitzvah saseh, a mitzvah saseh, and that we can force the person to bring his korban. But says the Gemara, we learned all of this already. So the Gemara answers, you're right. But there are two different cases that we need to discuss. And we need the drushas for one set for one case, and we need the drushas for another set of cases. So there's nothing wrong. We have two sets of drushas, each of which indicate losase, sorry, ase, losase, and kofinoso. And here are the two cases. Chad, one of the cases says the Gemara just about halfway down, four lines into the wide lines, the Amar, Philo Afrish. One case deals with a person who was verbal. He made his commitment, but velo afrish, but if velo ifrish, and he didn't yet separate his animal. The chad and the other set of three drushos of asay, losa asay, and um, and uh, uh, and kofinoso is the afrish velo akrib, a person who did separate the animal, but he didn't yet bring the korban. Vitzricha, and we need both sets of drushos. We have two sets of drushos for asay two sets of drushos for losase and two sets of drushos for kofinoso. One for a case of omar velo hifrish and one for a case of hifrish velo hikriv. Why do we need both? Says the Gemara halfway down with tzricha. If we would have said that we only knew about the case of a person who verbally committed, he was Omar, but he didn't yet separate his animal. So then, Mishum Dilo by him were Makbid. He has the mitzvah saseh and the lo saseh and all the problems over there because the lo kaime he made a commitment and he didn't fulfill his commitment. Aval ifrish velo but this guy who separated his animal, but did, he's much better off. Okay, the animal, it's, it belongs to a Kodesh Baruch. I still have to bring a korban, but I, there's no assay and losa assay and kofinoso in this case. Therefore, we needed that second case to teach us that yes, there is. Amira is not enough and Afrash is not enough. You need to bring the korban if you don't want to violate Baal And the other way as well. If you had the case where you did separate the animal, but you were not yet makrib, so says the Gemara, to Kamashi Legabe. You have the animal still. Aval Omar Velo Ifrish, but in the reverse case, where you said something about it, you made your verbal commitment, but you didn't yet separate it. Amai could have argued, Dibura Loklumi. Okay, you opened your mouth, but that that's not enough to start the process. That's not enough to trigger the mitzvah saseh and the iser doraisa, the lav and the kofinoso. Therefore, tzricha, we needed both cases, and therefore we need the two sets of these three drushas of both the assay, I should say all three, the assay, the losa assay, and the kofinoso in regards to the iser of Baal Ta'acher. Says the Gemara, wait one second. What kind of case is that to Amar? A case of Amira without, without being mafresh. We, we know what the Pasuk is talking about. Anadava is with words. That's binding. Why would I need a separate set of drushos for Amira? Of course it's binding. Neder, Nadava, we know all about this. It's not. Check out this Mishnah. This is great Yedios Klalios for Shas. What is the difference between a neder and a nedava? It's not. The Mishnah says two-thirds of the way down. Ezehu neder. What is a neder? And the distinction is gorgeous. Haomer harei alai ola. A neder is about you. 
I commit to bring animal X. However, what is a voluntary offering? This animal is an Ola. Huge difference. One is a burden on the person. The other is animal X has to be brought. So therefore, says the Gemara, what is the difference between a neder and a nedava? Again, a neder being the language of, I'm committing myself to bring something. And nedava is, I'm bringing this animal as a korban. What's the difference? Neder, in regards to a person who took the burden upon themselves, hare alai on themselves, meso nignav, if the animal dies or if the animal is stolen, too bad. You need to bring a replacement animal because it wasn't a commitment of the animal. It was a commitment of you. It was hare alai. However, Nidava, if you made a commitment of the animal and then mesa onignava, and then the animal dies or is stolen, because your commitment wasn't personal. Your commitment was external. It was the animal. Oh, beautiful. So then says the Gemara, I don't understand. Why do I need the case of Omar Velohifrish? The case of Omar Velohifrish could be a neder or a nedav. Of course, it's binding. I don't need drushos for that. Obviously, that's binding. So says the Gemara, Omar Rava Mishkachasla, I'll give you the case scenario where the case of Amira was unclear. And that is where the person bifurcated his comment into two parts, half neder, half nedava. Here's what he said. Kigon says the Gemara, the Omar, hare alai ola. What language is that? That's the language of, of neder. He made it personal. But look at the second half of his sentence. That's a stira. A neder by definition is because it's not about the animal. It's about you. So here this guy said, I just want to say, um, I'm giving a neder. But if I lose the animal, I don't want it to be says the Gemara. Absolutely not. Your Amira is still an Amira. And you are obligated. You will be. You will violate the iser uh, is mitzvah saseh about ta'acher, the lo saseh about ta'acher, and you will then be forced to bring your korban. So that's what the Gemara says. Let's learn one last small sugya, and we'll stop. A, a very important sugya of tzedakah, b'ficha, the pasuk that we started with in the drasha zu tzedakah. Amar Rava, that unlike our discussions about korbanos and commitments to the Beis Hamikdash, when it comes to tzedakah, tzedakah mechayev alala altar. There, we don't say by tzedakah that you have a year to pay it, unless that's a condition that, that the organization gives to you. But you're otherwise obligated to pay right away. So it says the Gemara, um, why is that true? My anim, Because you're supporting poor people. They can't wait 12 months. You're obligated to pay them now. So it says the Gemara, pshita, that should be pretty obvious. Right? You make a commitment to someone. Uh, I'm going to give you $10, but I'm going to do it in like six months from now. Is that okay? So that's not the mitzvah of tzedakah. You got to do it now. Says the Gemara, it's not so simple. Why might I have thought, even though emotionally we relate to that, but halachically, we have a very good reason to assume that the tzedakah can have three regalim. Because what pasuk is it in? It's in a pasuk that talks about korbanos. Says the Gemara, Because tzedakah, was written in the same pasuk that speaks about korbanos and the, by the korbanos korbanos and it's in the same pasuk and the korbanos have three regalim kamash malan what what would I therefore know is incorrect I therefore know the following only by the animals by a korban by an ola by a shlamim 
by a chataz, by an asha, by any of those, there we give the regalim as the length of time, the three regalim. Aval hacha, in regards to tzedakah, lo, that's not correct. Because anim are, are prevalent. And therefore, one would be obligated to pay their burdens right away. We're going to stop right here at Amar Rava. Five lines, I think five lines from the bottom of the page. We'll pick up on Shabbos with a blot and a half. And Emir Tzashem get to the bottom of Zion Amad Beis. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Mm-hmm. Uh,